Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I drink water. This week, we are going to be reading the title of the episode so that you know what we're talking about. Does it ever get better? Now that we've read the title, we can talk about the title, given that a title can change. So I'm being condescending for no reason. There's a non-zero chance that when you clicked on this episode or hit it, you read a completely different title. It happens sometimes. Do I still get zero clicks? Yes. Is that a problem? Yes. Because if I was YouTube famous, I wouldn't have to do school, but here we are. Why is there a tripod behind me if you're watching the video version? Because I was going to record a YouTube video, and then I realized this I didn't like the script, so I, I'm going to go redo it completely, and then we'll record it a different time. So it's still there just in case I decide to do that today. Don't know. I'm also recording on a Saturday, not a Sunday. It is 4.11 p.m. The fans are off. The sun is out. It is 23 degrees. I might be have a heat stroke by the end of this episode. It may happen. So let us actually start talking about the thing so we can all live. I came up with the title when I was talking to someone recently. They've been recently diagnosed with anxiety with depressive symptoms, and it's pretty bad. They've been going through the ringer as one does when their brain decides to say, screw you. And they asked me, will it get better? We talked about, uh, we talked a while about this idea and what they're doing, some basic things they can do to, to help them out which is just the five things that we've talked about before on this podcast. I talked to them about the brain and some basics on the mechanisms behind mental illnesses and disorders. And later in this episode, we're going to talk about something that they introduced me to that I didn't know about. I'm really excited to share with you. Before we start, though, I hope you enjoyed the story last week. I listened through it, and other than the story itself being kind of lackluster, it wasn't the greatest story that I've read. I I think overall it was pretty solid. I I hope you enjoyed the slight audio design that I did, you know, the hyperventilating in the background, the the little uh, voice distortions and whatnot. Uh, There were some voices uh, I couldn't do that I wanted to do. For example, when the final email came up of... uh, Hey man, I need you to send me some money. I wanted to do a little bit more of a desperate voice, but I couldn't get my vocals to to get there. I'm not too experienced or practiced in modulating my vocal cords. Uh, This is, you know, I have this. Sometimes I talk like this, which is a lot less raspy. Normal is this. And then I can go deeper if I want to. But generally, uh, this is is it. And I'm working with pitch is a little bit rough for me but maybe i'll be maybe i'll try that if i continue to narrate stories i've already narrated another one i've recorded another one it's a lot longer so i'm not sure when i'll be able to edit it or uh, or or if it'll ever go on an episode because it's going to be like 30 minutes because it's so long um, and then an episode will be 50 minutes for no reason maybe i'll make another podcast for the fictional stories but then I'll have to care a lot more, so I'll think about it. I'd also have to start swearing. Fun fact, I don't swear. Uh, not just on the podcast, but in real life. I never got into it. I just never started swearing, and so I don't do it. If I record stories, though, since I'm not writing them, I'll, start, I'll have to start you know, just narrating those swear words. You know, what, a, what a wild and crazy time. Anyways, let's get back on track and talk about how everything sucks and nothing is fun and life is, as a friend recently asked, quote, defined by suffering, end quote. So why does life suck? Well, depending on who you are, because God. Why is nothing fun? Depending on who you are, because God. Why are hedgehogs? 
depending on who you are, because God. Well, now that we've figured out that we can blame everything on a celestial being that I cannot prove the existence of, we can move on. At least that's what I'd like to say, but I have 20 minutes of time to fill, so this is going to have to get stretched like the Laffy Taffy in Willy Wonka. Speaking of hedgehogs, though, have you heard of the hedgehog dilemma? I've recently fell upon, learned about words, recently... uh, ran into this this thing on on the interwebs and it's a it's a psychological metaphor symbolizing the difficulties in human intimacy since the needles on the hedgehogs make it hard for them to cuddle up while yeah i have no idea really how that relates to absolutely anything in this episode but it's it's a thing uh the, the closer you get to someone the more deeply you can hurt them man that's really depressing isn't it and maybe that's the point. Maybe everything sucks and nothing is fun and life is, as a friend recently asked, defined by suffering. Did I just repeat myself? Yes. But all that really means is that the point is true. For this, I wanted to bring up the point uh, and, and answer the question, does it ever get better? Uh, I've answered this question before on this podcast and I'm going to answer it again, but of course the answer is no. It won't get better because I'm a negative Nathan. And, you know, do I say these things just to create an impact in order to be inflammatory? Absolutely, I do. Just to be a loser that that says dumb things. But it is kind of true. So as I've spoken about before on this podcast, I don't like it when people say it gets better. I don't like it when someone's like, someone sees someone struggling. They're like, ah, don't, you know, don't hurt yourself. It gets better or it will get better. So, well, I mean, yeah, they probably shouldn't hurt themselves, but, you know, it's not always true. You know, it's it's, it's usually not true in all honesty. Although humans are incredibly adaptive creatures and you can get used to the pain. Oh, wait, before I get into that, sometimes things can get worse, right? Let's just sometimes it won't even stay the same. It'll just get worse. And honestly, it's a common phenomenon. It's not like this is a crazy thing that never happens. Uh, Back to the script. Although humans are incredibly adaptive creatures and you can get used to the pain, that you know, that it'll like what you're feeling right now becomes your default state and you'll forget what life was like without this feeling. So your baseline gets readjusted, similar to how drug addicts need more of a drug to get, you know, in order to get high. The body and the mind are both incredibly adaptive and mother nature's intention here is good, right? At the end of the day, the goal of evolution is to increase your likelihood of survival, mostly physical survival. By being such a mentally adaptive creature, we are able to continue functioning even in the face of trauma. This is probably one of the reasons the brain will at times block out traumatic events. The problem is that society has progressed significantly faster than evolution and mother nature. Although the intention here was good by mother nature, and this definitely worked in the days of tigers and dinos, now having that trauma and simply, quote, adapting, end quote, to it, makes you function significantly worse in society. Where You're not trying to simply exist get food, get water, sleep, not die. You're now working a job. You're a piece in a big machine that is society, regardless of who you are. Rich or poor, you play a part in a system rather than simply, you know, trying to maintain the lives of a small group that's like, you know, upwards of 150 people that you're a part of. Now you're working, you know, the world really runs everything. If one country goes down, we all kind of get screwed because every country gen- like has very popular things that they're good at producing. As you can, like, even with Russia, you know, we're not, we're not big fans of what they've been doing over there in the, 
in the east eastern hemisphere and so we've stopped doing trade and stuff with them which is re- reasonable as a good you know incentivize them to stop doing what they're doing but as you can see the gas prices in america have not exactly done well because of that decision right we, we get a lot of that from russia and and there, there's some a lot of other reasons and stuff but you 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 see one country if they stop functioning every everyone just gets pooped on somehow it's not good it's not fun i've started talking about human evolution a bit too much uh so i'm gonna i deleted some of this script and we're gonna be talking about more of that next episode so now i have a topic for next episode which is awesome for now the brain is good and it is very good at being not good Uh, and although in the past some of these mental biases and tendencies were for the best now they are for the worst and research shows that right like say uh, a lack of flexibility right you don't want to change your mind on things that is something that will make everything everyone unhappy and everyone sad it's you can see how you can see a little like if you're watching the video over you, you see that like the tripod is just blocking the light and inst- it's creating like an anti-shadow instead of like a black shadow it's a white shadow because the light can- this is that's a while that's crazy anyways uh, yeah, the the brain prevents you from doing things that you need to do, and it causes you problems. Brain is yucky. That's what we've learned. Now, luckily, we also have people that are trained on helping you through these things now, right? So psychiatrists, doctors, therapists, etica. Now, for the point, like I said, etc. I can't speak today. I can't. Maybe Saturdays are not meant for recording. I can't talk. I don't like it when people say things will get better because they may not. You may get used to things and you may start to feel less bad but things don't magically get better. Evolution affects you, not your circumstances, right? So I can write correctly. I just can't read correctly. Lovely. Although your brain may be able to change how it interprets things, that doesn't mean that it's reading changes. The correct thing I believe that we should say, and what I prefer to say when answering if it will ever get better, is that it can get better. Not that it will, but it can. I've seen a lot of things in life and I've talked to a lot of people in my life. I know people that have been born rich and born poor. I know people that have seen things that you only think happens in movies. I know people that have experienced some of the worst things you can absolutely experience in this world. It has been rough for some of them. I've seen some of them succumb to things, but I've also seen that for people that put in the work, people that have the intention, people that truly, truly want things to get better with every single fiber and atom of their being, it is possible. I've seen people in innumerable traumas get to a point in life where they can say at the very least they're not depressed anymore. Life sucks. It does. It's part of the human experience. That's not good or bad. It's just a thing. And we merely have to deal with it. As the Buddha once said, life contains suffering. Overall, does it get better? It can. If you want it, if you want it bad enough and you put in the work, it absolutely can get better. That may start with you working on the five basic habits we've talked about before, right? Sleep, exercise, diet, social relationships, and meditation. And then if you're able to get professional help or you learn things, you can you think through things. Uh, this is highly not recommended. You should definitely just do your best to find professional help. If you're really in a tight spot financially, some people may see you pro bono, meaning that they'll see you for free. Uh, so reach out to some psychiatrist or therapist near you tell them about your situation tell them if you can still see them by any chance uh, it doesn't hurt to ask Uh, you got to remember these people you know very few of these people go through medical school 
to become a psychiatrist or to become a therapist. Well, you don't go through medical school to be a therapist. But generally, like they could have been a psychologist instead of a therapist and probably made more money, right? So they do it because they genuinely want to help people. So, you know, obviously they have to put food on their own table and there's a reason they charge people. But sometimes they'll, they'll see you. Again, not all the time. Don't expect them to say yes, but you can ask. It might work out. I, I, I know psychiatrists that, that, that will um, you know, do that. Uh, wanting is one of the hardest parts, though. Wanting to get better. Working towards something is super easy if you want it bad enough. So the real issue is that you need to want to get better, right? And, and that's the most important part and the hardest part, right? So we've talked about it before about asking people, you know, do you want to be happy and whatnot? Uh, I feel like there's another thing I wanted to say. And so I'm trying to stall before I go to my next point. And I, man, I, I definitely have one. Um, it has to do about doing things. Yeah, five basic habits we've talked about. Other than that, man, on never I mean, yeah, the five basic habits are really the greatest thing you can do. Because And all of those mostly affect your body. But again, evolution is mostly focused on your body. It's less focused on the mind. Uh, so at least now, right? Evolution happens over hundreds of not maybe a lot of years, okay, substantial evolution, small evolution will happen. You know, you'll notice that a lot of our, our pinkies nowadays, our younger folk, we have bent pinkies, probably because our phones are always there. Anyways, the last thing that I want to talk about on this podcast is a new therapy that I've recently learned about, and I thought this was absolutely incredibly interesting, so I wanted to, really just wanted to tell people about it, and this is why I have a podcast that gets around 20 listens. So to you 20 peoples, thank you so much for listening to me talking about random stuff for 20 to 30 minutes a week. Did you hear that too? A brakes just screeched. I feel like a car accident may have just transpired. I didn't hear the crash, so almost just transpired. Goodness gracious, what an awful sound. Why did that come through my headphones? Uh, God, <laughs> hopefully everyone's fine. I wanted to talk about something called transcranial magnetic stimulation or TMS. So let's talk about some neurology, some physics, and then shove these things together because whoever came up with this therapy is an absolute and utter genius for being able to put these puzzle pieces together because it seems so absolutely obvious now that has been done, and I've been told about it, and it makes so much sense. Let's start with the neurology. If you watched my last YouTube video on disappointment, which you should absolutely do because I worked really hard on it, then you know that the brain uses chemical and electrical signals in order to communicate and get things done. These chemical signals include the neurotransmitters involving you, involved in making you feel positive emotions. You've probably heard about serotonin and dopamine, and if you're a bit more into the brain, maybe you've heard of oxytocin. Anyways, these neurotransmitters are put into the brain. My... What in the world? Uh, put into the brain, uh, the brain synapses, 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 I don't know what you want to call them. Synapses is probably the most accepted. Put into the brain synapses, which are more or less the end of neurons. So that's like where they where they touch. So, so like these will be the, these will be the synapses. If you can, if you're watching the video, I'm, my, I'm, I'm showing my double jointedness. Yeah creep some people out anyways so the 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 the, the let me i uh, i should just stutter I, I mean i've stuttered this entire episode i should keep stuttering these neurotransmitters are put into the end of those or from the synapses which is the end of neurons the points where two neurons connect so that they can talk to each other that's where it, those are synapses there's a synapse it's a synaptic cleft which is the little tiny space between them there's a receptor and a signaler uh, i don't know what to call it. I forgot. I don't remember the name of the other one. 
Anyways, the synapses will fire, meaning that they shoot the neurotransmitter they're holding, only if they get a specific amount of electricity sent to them. Let's say that the activation energy for a specific synapse is 5 volts. I am making this number up, by the way. It is really going to, it's probably going to be in millivolts. You probably should not put 5 volts in your brain. It will not go too well. But let's, that's electroconvulsive therapy, which is actually where this is, we'll talk about that in a moment. But let's say the activation energy is 5 volts, just hypothetically, in some like giant's brain, maybe. Maybe an elephant has a 5, probably not. If the synapse gets 4.9 volts, it will not fire a single neurotransmitter. No chemical fired. Only when it gets exactly 5 volts or more will it fire anything. This is called the all-or-nothing principle in neurology. A synapse has an activation energy, and it must hit, must hit that threshold in order to fire anything at all. Overall, the brain fires neurotransmitters because of electricity. And we know that conditions such as depression and anxiety are marked in the brain and, Im- and by imbalances within your neurotransmitters and your hormones, but I don't want to talk about those right now, so screw you, okay? Now let's talk about physics. Current is the name for how fast electrons are moving. Current is the state, or the not the state, the rate of charge in something, usually a wire. This is generally what we consider as electricity, right? Now, a, a, a really interesting principle of current is that when your electrons move, they produce a magnetic field. We talked about this. If you watch one of my videos where I talk about magnets briefly, this is why there's like... That's why magnets work. It's the electrons spinning, but that creates a tiny magnetic field and then it makes a bigger... Mag- Anyways, when electrons move, they make a, they make a magnetic field. And in, uh, it depends on the amount of current moving the, for the size of that magnetic field. It's generally proportional. But the cool part is that this goes the other way as well. A moving magnetic field will produce a current as well. So if I take two magnets and I move them past each other, they have to be moving. It has to be a... Um, there has to be a rate of change. The derivative can't be zero if you know what math is. So if the two magnets, if I like move them past each other over and over, then there will be a small current, uh, depending on the size of the magnets, it might be a bigger current. There will be a small current made uh, when those two magnetic fluxes, as they're called, are interacting with each other, or there is a magnetic flux. If I want that current, I can... I, I can produce it in a wire as long as the wire is close enough, where close enough is defined by the magnetic field. Again, the sizes can be different. There's a lot of maths involved here, but you get the point. There's a bi-directional relationship between magnetic flux, as it's called, and current. So uh, the two properties we're going to be looking at, really, if you want to Google these things, it's uh, Faraday's law and Ampere's law, if you want to go Google the physics for some reason. None of you are going to do that. I have to. I have a class called Electromagnetic Fields this semester. You're going to have to Faraday and Maxwell and Ampere all the way. Maybe, it, is it Faraday's law? It might have been Maxwell's law. I don't remember. I'm going to link one page, just one paper. I don't have time to read through a bunch of them. Go read the Wikipedia article if you want to know more. I'm going to link to one paper that, that talks about the two physical physics laws that go into doing this therapy. Some of you can see where this is going now that we've introduced these two topics. So let's go back to TMS. We take a big old coil... Okay, big coil, usually copper, because it's really good at conducting electricity, conducting electrons, again, current. And so we shove some current through that big old copper wire and a coil, specifically a coil, uh, because coils are really good at making magnetic fields. Inductors, for example, are just coils wrapped up in a thing. Anyways, so we take a bunch of current, we 
through, shove it through the coil, makes a big old magnetic field, depending on the size of the coil, but we're using a pretty big coil for TMS. Uh, we then take this coil and we hover it above certain parts of your head. We don't even have to touch your head. This is known as non-invasive treatment. Since we don't have to put anything inside of you or open you up, it's non-invasive. And the magnetic field created by the coil above your head will interact with the electrons inside of your brain and create a current in your neurons and making the neurons fire. This lets us activate certain neurotransmitters and certain synapses more specifically, thereby releasing more of, say, serotonin where you may be lacking in the brain. You've probably heard of electroconvulsive therapy. It's that very unethical, you know, shocking people therapy. We don't generally prescribe that because if you did prescribe that, you'd probably get your medical license taken away. But this is the ethical version of ECT, electroconvulsive therapy. There's no pain, right? You might feel a little bit of weirdness. I mean, <laughs> your brain's doing stuff, but there's no pain. You, there's no, we don't actually shock you. We don't even touch you. And we're not shocking the inside of your brain. That's not how it works. We're just inducing current inside of your brain. So no pain, no shock. It just uses physics to stimulate certain parts of the brain. It is absolutely wild and incredibly interesting. The evidence does exist of it working. I, I, I don't have most of the time to, uh, to go read everything, but I looked into some stuff and it wouldn't be given to people outside of clinical trials if it didn't work. It has to work. Uh, one day I'll make a better research YouTube video on the topic. Watch out for that. But this, you know, again, it wouldn't be given to people in the public. Again, I talked to someone that told me that they were doing this therapy. It wouldn't be given to them unless it was very well tested and very well had proof. There have been double blind placebo studies that show that there is an effect. Aside from all of that cool stuff, I have started watching The Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt, Ninim. Ninim, I don't, yeah, Ninim, I, yeah, that's her name. Ninim is a best girl. Big Ninim fan. I, waifu of the year, probably. As I've said earlier, I've been practicing, uh, oh, I didn't say this earlier. For my stories, since I can't change my pitch much, I've been practicing a British accent. So maybe instead of, for characters, maybe instead of changing the voice too much, I'll just make a British accent or other accents. We'll see. So I still have a long way to go, but we can do the rest of the outro in it. This is going to be like my first time doing it a bit publicly. That uh, that other story I told you that I recorded has a lot of British accents in it. Uh, Blackbear has released a new album in Loving Memory, and I've been listening to it a lot from a lo-fi artist named Yao, Y-A-E-O-W, I don't know how to pronounce it in all honesty. School hasn't killed me yet, but I can feel it coming. It's going to be a sad time, especially for BIT classes that I have to take, which is going to be a drug. But that will be all for this episode of Seriously Funny. Thank you so much for listening to this one. I will talk at you next week. I definitely am slipping into an Australian accent a bit too much, maybe an Irish one as well, but we're practicing. Uh, much love. It won't get better. Whoa. It won't get better, but it can. So I will talk at you next week. Uh, back to normal. Uh, it won't get better, but it can. Peace.